What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. This week's episode of the Sunday Recovery Podcast is sponsored by Jones Land Management, a landscaping business based out of Cambridge, Maryland, and serving all of the eastern shore of Maryland as well as Delaware. Jones Land Management provides mulching installation, planting, tree trimming, leaf removal, and grass cutting. And they're now also providing their new services of driveway asphalt maintenance, crack sealing and seal coating, pothole repair, parking lot stripping, and wheel stop installation. Owned and operated by John Jones. For more information, please call 410-967-5634. Once again, that's 410-967-5634. And you can also email ospreylandmanagement at gmail.com. More information can also be found on Facebook and Instagram at Jones Land Management. So what's going on, guys? Once again, I want to say thanks to everyone tuning in and listening this week. I'm super excited for this week's episode. I got a great friend of mine, Alex Jones. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Alex, uh, old friend of BK's. I've been listening to it, and he asked me to be a guest, and I was definitely happy to do it. It's nice to be on here. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on, coming on, man. I'm definitely glad we got to make this happen. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, so we'll jump right into it. Um, this week's topic is going to be on meditation. Um, and meditation has recently, especially, it's become a huge part of my life. Um, it's definitely played a big role in my recovery and the benefits that I've been noticing throughout my life because of meditation. Um, they've been huge and they've gone above and beyond like you know, what I kind of thought, thought about it. And also my view on it has, has especially changed. Um, And it was, it was almost like something like clicked in my mind once I had the mind shift of like what meditation really is, you know, what it's meant to be doing. But yeah, so I guess I want to start things off by, uh, you know, what, what is meditation? Yeah. So for me, um, Meditation, I found the best definition um, off of this app called Headspace. Um, So it's actually this app that was started by this guy who went off to be a Buddhist monk, came back, and then he started up this whole platform about it. Um, So his definition is training in awareness and getting a healthy sense of perspective, observing your thoughts and feelings without any judgment. And I thought that that was a pretty pretty good explanation of it um but yeah it's basically basically just doing nothing um doing nothing (laughs) and being able to sit back and just kind of look at your thoughts and feelings as if you're like an outsider looking in yeah man yeah dude i'd i totally agree and and i've actually heard of that headspace app before um i myself don't use it um but I used to be big into like the whole guided meditation thing. And, and that really helped me get into it. Um, but I feel like now I prefer to do it like on my own without any sort of like voice guiding or anything. But yeah, dude, that definition is, is perfect. Like it's spot on. And uh, for me, man, I used to think, 
I used to think that meditation was like, like you said, like sitting, doing nothing and like not thinking. You know, I used to think the point of meditation was to, you know, calm yourself, be peaceful and just not have any thoughts, you know, like just clear your mind of all your thoughts and sit there and try to think about nothing. I used to think that was the point of it. And I used to think that by clearing your thoughts and not thinking about anything, kind of forcing thoughts out of your mind, I used to think that's how it calms people down. And, the, and I believe that's why I used to always struggle with it because I cannot sit still and like force myself to not have any thoughts. For me, it's impossible. Like it's almost yeah, impossible definitely. for me not to think about anything. And dude, I tried for years, man, for years I tried because um, friends of mine would tell me like, dude, you should meditate. Like, you know, it's been helping me out a lot with this. Um, but man, recently this this time around, like in getting getting really into recovery this time around, it's, you know, I kind of had that mind shift because someone said to me like, dude, like, why, why do you struggle to meditate? Like, you know, it's not a right or a wrong way to really do it. And I said to him, I was like, I was like, dude, I just can't clear my thoughts. And he was like, whoa, 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 clear your thoughts. Like, no, that's, that's not at all what you're, you know, no one can do that. No one can just force themselves not to think about anything. You'll drive yourself crazy if that's what you're really trying to do. Um, and it was, and this guy explained it to me, like, no, the, the whole, the whole purpose of it is to accept your thoughts for what they are, you know, realize that it's okay for you to think certain things. And just like you said, man, look at your thoughts from an outside perspective. And then once, once I like kind of realized it was like, it was like, a, oh shit, like, okay, I've been doing it. Like, you know, I've been trying to force myself to do this thing a certain way when in reality, I just need to sit there and like try and accept my thoughts for what they are. Talk to myself like, okay, yes, I'm having this thought. It's just a thought. I don't have to act on it. Maybe it is something I should act on it. And then I start thinking about how I can act on it. And then through, for me, what really helps is, you know, every time I breathe out while I'm meditating, I just tell myself that's okay. Like, it's okay to think that it's okay to have that thought. And then I try to let it go. You know, I try and say, I'm going to address this. Mm. Or if it's something that I, you know, I don't have to act on, I have to say, it's okay that I'm thinking about this, but I don't have to act on it. So I can just let it go. But yeah, dude. So I definitely think that definition is, that's exactly how I would describe it as well. Yeah, for sure. it's it's uh, funny that you say that too, because I used to think the same thing about it. When I was first kind of introduced to it, um, I was in the Conservation Corps out in New Mexico. And every morning we'd get up, do like a little workout to get started for the day. Um, and then there was a guy who was my like co-leader um, of the group. And he went on all these different retreats and stuff he actually did like a month long of silence so he went to this thing where they didn't speak for a whole month um but yeah so he was super into meditation um and had been practicing it for a long time so he started getting all of us into it and we all just started out small five ten minutes and i had that exact same thought i was like there's no way to think about nothing because if you tell yourself to not think about any thoughts, what's the first thing that you're going to think of? Whatever's there on your mind. Um, yep. So yeah, it's impossible. And if you look at meditation that way, like, man, I don't understand how I could ever do this. Um, I'll just leave that to the guys that shave their head and join a monastery and go and climb up a mountain somewhere in the Himalayas. But <laughs> when you realize that it's really not that complicated and it's okay to have those thoughts. You just have to be able to kind of look at them um, and think about them without getting too in depth. Like have this thought. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. That's a thought. I'll think about it for a second. And then just like you said, I'm just going to let it go. It's okay that I'm thinking that way. Um, exactly. So yeah. Exactly. Um, BK, what was, what was the time that you were kind of like first, first sort of introduced to it so i was i was first first introduced to it um when i first got clean um in the summer of 2020 um and so the first time i got clean i had six months clean um but i was like they they say i was doing it like white knuckling it so like i wasn't really going to meetings you mm -hmm. know i wasn't 
you know, building a network, trying to, you know, connect with other people that were also in recovery. Um, I wasn't going to any sort of 12 step program or, you know, group meetings, that sort of setting. Um, and really I was just like, if I'm being honest, I was doing that to get my parents not to worry about me, you know, get my friends not to worry about me. I was like, and in my mind, I was telling myself like, yeah, I'm gonna go back to doing exactly what I was doing. I just needed to take a little break so everyone else can chill out right. and stop worrying about mm-hmm. me. And it was, and it was during those first six months where uh, I, so it was actually one of my friends at college, her dad is also in recovery and he's got something like 30 some years of sobriety. Um, and I asked him and I was like, oh, like, do you like, you know, go to meetings, like, you know, 12 step meetings, do you, you know, meet up with other uh, people that are also sober, clean, whatever. And he was like, no, I'm just big into meditation. Hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, it kind of showed me that, um, you know, one, one kind of like main point that uh, people in recovery talk about a lot is everyone has their own journey. Like everyone has their own path that they're going to take. And like, you know, a setting of like a 12 step group meeting, you know, getting to build that community, that connection, like that may work for some, it may not work for others. Other people may be able to do their own thing. And uh, he, he kind of introduced me to meditation. He like kind of told me about it, talked to me about it. Um, but it was, it was like a really short interaction, you know, and it, it was kind of just like the seed was planted in my mind. Um, we didn't go in depth about it or anything, but so I was just like, all right, let me, let me maybe try this thing out. Um, but, you know, just like we were talking about, I had the totally, you know, wrong idea of it. I remember the first couple of times that I tried to meditate after being told that it, you know, really helps him like with his sobriety, you know, I would just get so frustrated at myself and I would like get these feelings and thoughts of like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just sit here and clear my mind? Like, I, I can't clear my mind. Like, how do people do this? Like, this isn't for me. Like, I, I can't do this. It's not going to help me. Um, but dude, an, another thing that you said, um, which I think is, is super important is like the, the starting out small piece and kind of working your way up. So, you know, like this, this time around when I kind of had that mind shift of, okay, I need to be able to let myself think like, you know, I can't sit there and try to force these thoughts out of my mind. I need to accept the thoughts for what they are. And just like you said, I started out with just five minutes a day. Um, and, and I also started out with guided meditation. Um, I was just finding guided meditations on YouTube, kind of like to get me started, then I would turn them off and just meditate on my own for five minutes. Um, and now I've worked up to like most times today when I meditate, I usually go for 20 minutes, but I can only imagine if, you know, when I first started, if I tried to sit there and meditate for 20 minutes, you know, I don't think I would have been able to, yeah, definitely not. I think it would have been counterproductive. Definitely. But yeah, definitely taking <laughs> yeah. small steps towards it. And, uh, for anybody yeah. who's listening, who's thinking about getting into it and doesn't really know where to start, I would definitely recommend Headspace. Um, they have a couple of Netflix shows. They have one simply on meditation. Then they have one that's a guide to sleep. And I find those really peaceful. They're only about 15, 20 minutes long, but they kind of give a nice little, a nice little definition, nice little introduction to meditation. And then they'll actually lead you on a guided one. And just like BK was saying, sometimes it's easier to start out with that. And then you can gradually work your way up to just sitting there in silence or maybe putting on a little bit of music or, uh, whatever you see yeah. fit that would work best for you. Yeah. And I've, uh, dude, I've come to notice that, um, you know, I used to think uh, that meditation was meant to like, you know, strictly be about like relaxation and like a calming sort of thing. Um, but recently, especially I've been able to find that it really helps me to get energized and motivated and it pushes, it helps to push me to take action because in reality, like, you know, in kind of in a nutshell, what it really does for me sometimes is it helps me be more aware of what's on the top of my mind and what my mind is trying to get me to focus on the most. Um, And sometimes, you know, throughout my day, I push those thoughts away and just try and focus on the task at hand. And I can like procrastinate stuff and, you know, not deal with certain feelings, not deal with certain situations. Um, But when I sit there and meditate, it allows me to have those thoughts, accept them and like, kind of helps me to take a better plan of action. Um, Cause you know, I can, 
man, I can push stuff away all I want, but when I'm meditating, you know, I can't push those thoughts away. What I'm, what I'm most like, what's, what's the top priority on my mind is almost always going to come, come to light. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think being able to kind of push away the thoughts of the past or the future and really just kind of focusing on the present moment that can really motivate you too. like if you're oh, yeah. starting to feel kind of overwhelmed like I've got all these different things to do I don't even know where to start but if you can sit there for two to five minutes and just meditate for a minute you may have a little bit more clarity on what exactly you should start with or where exactly you are in that exact moment and how you're feeling and what all these thoughts are that you're having and maybe start to sort of figure out what they actually mean. Yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so kind of shifting gears now, um, the benefits of meditation are like truly outstanding. And sometimes they kind of amaze me. And I used to find them like kind of hard to believe until I was able to see them for myself. Um, so I want to I wanna pull up this study that I found earlier today. So this, this was a 2018 study done um, by researchers at Harvard School of Psychology, and it showed significant benefits against an array of conditions, both physical and mental. So not only anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and bipolar, but just from doing, and, and what they did was the experimental group, they started them out with 10 minutes of guided meditation a day. And then they worked them up over three months. They worked them up to 20 minutes of um, solitary meditation a day. And it showed great decreases in irritable bowel syndrome, surprisingly, <laughs> fibromyalgia, psoriasis, as well as chronic pain. <laughs> so it's it was like mind blowing for me to read this that, you know, it doesn't only help with you know, like mental, the mental aspect of things, but it can honestly help like all throughout your body. Um, and I've, I've found that to be kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Sure. It's crazy how your body is so kind of interconnected that just being able to kind of calm your mind for 10 to 20 minutes can actually affect your whole body and your physical ailments as well. That's yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and one thing, what one thing that made made me really think about that is like when I when I meditate and, you know, if I'm like sick or have a cold or something or like, you know, if I pulled a strain of muscle, um, if I have like some like physical discomfort or pain going on when I meditate, of course, that's going to come to mind. And it's something that I think about. But just like all my other thoughts, when I'm meditating, I say, OK, it's all right for me to be thinking about this, you know. I'm in this sort of discomfort, but it's okay because I'm getting better. You know, I'm doing what I have to do to take care of this. And my body is healing itself. My body is getting better. Um, and I, you know, I find that like, it's, uh, it kind of ties into the idea of like manifestation um, and like your thoughts become your reality. Because I notice when, you know, whenever I'm super stressed about something, or like you said, whenever I feel overwhelmed and I don't know like what path of action to take, meditation allows me to pinpoint what it is that I'm most worried about. It allows me to pinpoint what it is that's giving me the most sense of stress or anxiety. Um, and it allows me to really focus on like, what is it that I'm pushing off? Like, what is it that I'm trying to avoid because I just simply don't want to deal with that. And then it allows me to say, okay, it's all right. You know, like I'm only human, like it's okay to have these thoughts of, you know, worrying about the outcome of a situation, what's not okay is to not take action. And so, you know, being able to accept these thoughts, and then, you know, in turn, it just helps me to tell myself, like, okay, I'm working towards this, I'm working towards improving on this, I'm going to stop avoiding this, you know, I'm going to conquer my fear, or do something fearlessly, you know, accepting that fear is also perfectly natural and acceptable. Yeah, like, it's okay to be afraid of something. Um, but a lot of times, man, I can't, you know, I don't think like that throughout my day. You know, if I'm afraid of something in the moment, it's real easy for me to be like, oh yeah, like, no, I'm not doing that right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not dealing with that right now. Cause, cause I'm afraid of how it might turn out. 
But when I'm meditating, it allows me to accept stuff like that fear and tell myself like the outcome is going to be the outcome, you know, one way or another, you know, the outcomes out of my hand, as long as I do everything I can do in my ability, you know, and not let outside factors affect my own actions. Um, I've, I've realized that, you know, just by having those sorts of thoughts and, you know, internal dialogue with myself while I'm meditating for almost everything that I'm stressed about or worried about or anxious about, you know, I take care of it. You know, I take care of it sooner. I take care of it in a more peaceful and like steady state of mind when I'm doing those things. Um, and it's almost like just by thinking about it, you know, it kind of gets the ball rolling and it puts everything else in motion. Um, so I definitely believe that, you know, the benefits of meditation can go into almost every aspect of your life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I can definitely relate. I think that since I started meditating, I've been able to accept that like every thought and feeling that I have is perfectly okay. Um, and yeah. that those thoughts and feelings don't necessarily, um, they don't necessarily define who you are. Like you can have all those thoughts and feelings, but that's not actually who you are. That's just a thought or feeling that you're having. And when you can start to exactly. realize that, you can really take a look at your thoughts and feelings um, and yeah, really, really just be able to move forward from them and not be kind of tied down by them. Yeah, absolutely, dude, 100%. Well, yeah, when, when were you first introduced to meditation? Um, so actually, I, I would say when I was in the Conservation Corps out West, that was like the big moment yeah. for me when I really started to get into it. But actually, I was first introduced to it in college. Um, I was mm -hmm. taking a class where we were studying Buddhism. And it's funny, I did not take it serious at all. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a monk. Like, I don't, I don't really need to be doing all this. Um, and I remember yeah. when we first did it in our class, I actually fell asleep. And I started snoring. <laughs> and my friend had to wake me up. Um, so that, that wasn't exactly the most, like, enlightening um, experience with yeah. it but it kind of put it in the back of my mind and it kind of planted that seed to where I was still learning about it wasn't actually taking it serious or really didn't even think that it was something that I would practice in my own life um, but when I went out west and that guy Tom that I was working with um, he's a very well-spoken thoughtful just seems to be like a very like aware person and I knew that he meditated every single day um, and just kind of seeing him and working him and seeing how he kind of moved like I realized that meditation could definitely be a benefit and that was when I really started to get into it and he taught all of us um how to do it and yeah it was definitely a life-changing experience to be able to be introduced to it by somebody who had practiced it and kind of studied it for a while yeah dude um yeah and I'm I definitely I can relate to what you said about you know seeing how you know, seeing how that guy moved, like how he acted, how he carried himself. Um, Cause that's, you know, that's what I was introduced. That's how I was introduced to it more, you know, the second time around after like kind of giving up on it before I had the right, you know, idea. And before I had the right concept and definition of what it really was. Um, I met this guy, you know, this time around when I got clean, um, this guy named Brett and the way he carries himself, you know, I could just notice that he was like, almost like super serene, like, you know, and he, and he would talk honestly about stuff that, you know, he would, he would be like sharing about something that if I was dealing with that, there's no way that I would be able to calmly talk about it. Um, but he would just calmly talk about stuff in like such an honest and open way. And uh, it would like blow my mind the way he would, you know, handle situations without, you know, blowing up or, you know, sacrificing um, like, you know, his poise or, you know, kind of putting himself down and in a way like self, like talking to himself negatively. Um, whereas I was like, you know, I remember just thinking like, oh, geez, like how can I get to a point of, you know, being able to just stay calm, stay peaceful, even when dealing with situations um, and the honesty piece about it too. And that's another thing that I noticed um, that really plays a big role in meditation is, you know, my thoughts pop up into my head and 
you know, I can't really hide from those, you know, I can't really sit there and think in my mind, like, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't really think that, you know what I mean? Like, no, I didn't have that thought. No, I'm not actually worried about that. Whereas like, if I'm describing a situation to someone else, you know, I don't have to be honest, I can spin it in whichever way I want to spin it. You know, I can make myself seem like, oh, I did X, Y, and Z so well. And, you know, I achieved this great, amazing outcome. When in reality, in my mind, I can be like totally regretting what I did mm. and totally like misjudging the situation um, and then questioning it like, oh, did I do the right thing or was I trying to control something? Um, but when I meditate, you know, I can't I can't really lie to myself mm-hmm. because the, the truth in my thoughts will always come out. Um, but by meditating, I can accept that and really be honest to myself, which really helps me throughout my life to be more honest with others. Yeah, definitely. And something you were saying there and, and a little bit earlier, like how when stuff is kind of overwhelming, um, you try to just focus on what you can actually control. Um, yeah. And one of those things is your breathing. The only thing that like you can truly control in your life is your own reactions to things. So when something really stressful happens at work or something terrible happens to you um, or you're trying to work through addiction, being able to just go back to the one thing that you can control, just sitting there, listening to your thoughts and focusing on your breathing. I think that's a really something that can definitely bring some peace of mind and bring you to a state of contentment as well. Yeah, dude, 100%. Well, there's all sorts of benefits from just focusing on your breathing. Um, it's huge, man. It really helps with stuff like anger. Um, like you said, like a quick reaction. Um, and that's like, that's, I don't know. It's huge, man. Every, every single day I tried to be able to take a step back, take a couple deep, you know, deep, big breaths before I act or before I react or, you know, before I send a message or a text or whatever out of, you know, a gut reaction out of anger, um, which may be stemming out of fear, you know, or, fear that I'm being judged or fear that someone doesn't understand me or really see what it is I'm trying to say. Um, and like, like you said, man, focusing, you know, I can't, I can't control others, but I can definitely control how I react to others. Um, and a lot of times the delivery of a message, um, or the delivery of a reaction, it can make all of the difference. Like I could say the exact same thing to the same person, twice but if i'm yelling at them like raising my voice getting all in their face and then i say the exact same thing you know like a little bit back in a more calm laid back tone they're going to interpret it in two totally different ways and a lot of times the difference for me man is taking a step back and just saying to myself all right deep breath in deep breath out deep breath in deep breath out um dude it's it's so calming i don't i don't think there's anyone out there that would disagree with that. Like focusing on the breath can be very, very calming. Definitely. And even if you only do it for 30 seconds, like if something just happened oh, yeah. to you and you're just like, all right, I'm just going to take two, two deep breaths before I do anything. Like even that yeah. small window of time can make a huge difference. Um, yeah, something yeah. else I wanted to mention about meditation. I think people often think, cause I used to think as well, like you have to find, a very quiet area where there's nobody around you and you have zero distractions, but you can actually meditate anywhere. Um, if you're on the bus or you're in your office or you're in a crowd of people, like you, it doesn't matter where you are. You, it's basically just focusing on your breath. So if you can just take a moment to yourself there, no matter where you are, um, it doesn't matter if it's quiet around you because you can still find a way to kind of quiet your mind. That's huge. I definitely used to think that way too. You know, I used to think that I couldn't meditate unless I was like by myself alone in a room with no distractions or any noises or anything. Um, But dude, now I find that I like meditating outside, like almost just as as much as I do like meditating, like just alone in a room, you know, I kind of like, you know, the, you know, feeling or hearing a breeze, like hearing the trees rustle, like hearing the birds, like, just being like outside, like on the back porch is, is a place that I meditate a lot. Um, cause there's, I don't know, for me, there's something about that in and of itself that's calming. Um, 
And also, like, like you said, like you could be on a bus, like, you know, other people around you, you could be on the side of a street, like, you know, cars driving, like all of those sounds they, you can view those as distractions. Yes. But you know, in reality, they can bring up more thoughts within you, more mm-hmm. thoughts that you can then accept and think about, like, you know, it's okay that I'm, you know, wondering what type of car that is, or, you know, it's okay that I'm like, just let your mind wander and be able mm-hmm. to let those thoughts go and then bring it back to a place where, you know, sometimes distracting yourself can be helpful. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where it's not helpful. Um, but if you're trying to, you know, like you said, like get in a better headspace before reacting to something like breathing to distract you or like just focusing on something else, focusing on your surroundings. It was, I got a piece of advice from a, a good friend of mine in recovery one time that said, anytime I get in a moment where I feel like I can't handle something, or I feel like I'm about to act out or, you know, step outside of myself, step outside of my values, my morals. He told me something that can be really helpful for centering myself back is think about five things I can see, five things I can hear, you know, five things I can feel, and then take some deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And it, dude, it's, it's like amazing how much this centers me. Um, you know, I'll be even, even if I'm like in the car, someone cuts me off in traffic Mm -hmm. and I get all pissed off and I want to, you know, ride their ass, pull up next to them, Mm -hmm. roll down the window, flip them off, cuss them out. (laughs) Like, nah, like what's that going to do? I'm probably Mm going to cut someone else off. Mm -hmm. You know, I might cause an accident or something, man. I just focus on the music or I focus on how the steering wheel feels in my hand. I focus on how the gas pedal feels in my foot. You know, maybe I check the mirror, see what's around me, focus on the seats. Think about that. And then just by that simple, like, you know, usually it doesn't take long to, you know, think about five things that you can see. And then I all, almost always I feel calmer and I feel like, okay, no, I don't, you know, I don't need to go flip this person off. Like, you know, he probably, he probably didn't even see me, you know, like I cut people off too. It's, it's natural, that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, so I definitely, I definitely like that point about, you know, you can meditate anywhere at any time Um, and it doesn't have to be. Basically, why I like that point is because people, especially me, I definitely used to, you know, have a very constrained and constricted view of what meditation was. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, like, you know, I used to think of meditation like, OK, like that's like a monk, like on a mountaintop mm-hmm. or like someone like, you know, in a room, in a dark room with some calming music playing, like a voice, like soothing them. Like, you know, I would never picture it be like you know, someone that's walking down the street, just taking a moment to sit down at a bench and take like deep breaths for one minute and then go back to what they're doing. But meditation can be anytime, anywhere for any amount of time. It really is just, you know, allowing your thoughts to come, not por- not forcing yourself to think about any one thing in particular, not forcing your thoughts out of your mind, but accepting those thoughts for what they are and being at peace with them. Um, and it's huge, man. It's it's like it totally changed my it allows me to change my mindset on a lot of things, you know, because when I'm in that moment, I think about something a certain way. Um, and then when I meditate, I, I kind of almost always think about it differently. You know, I think about it from like an outside point of view, like, OK, I'm having this thought, you know, I'm having this thought because of this. And it's OK to think that way. You know, it's natural. Rather than in that moment, I tend to like be super hard on myself for a lot of the thoughts that I have, um, you know, stuff like, oh, why do I, you know, why do I think that I need to respond to this right away in this sort of way? You know, why can't I just take a step back? Like, but when I meditate, I am allowing myself to think like, yeah, I did want to snap on this person or yeah, I did want to cuss them out or, you know, yeah, I did want to walk away from the situation rather than deal with it. And it's okay that I felt that way. Um it's a huge mindset helper for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. It uh, makes me think of, I forget where I heard it, but there's a metaphor for meditation. Um, Mm. It's like sitting on the side of a road, watching cars go by and every car is a thought or a feeling. Um, And your job for meditating is just to sit there and watch them pass by and to try not to think about any one car or any one thought for too long. But it's yeah. it's really hard. Like those cars are going by, you might see a car you like, you're like, oh man, that's a cool looking car. Or see something else, you feel like, oh, maybe not. 
maybe I should go out there and try to stop this one car and think about it for a little bit. But it's truly just sitting back and just watching them all pass by. Hell yeah. Dude, that's a great metaphor. So yeah, BK, another uh, study that I've seen that I thought was really interesting. Um, the scientists took scans of brains of Buddhist monks in deep meditation, pastors in deep prayer, and then people who were who were tripping on either LSD or magic mushrooms. And they found that the same parts of the brain were being used in all those people. Um, Damn. So yeah, each of those people were using the same parts of their brain. Um, That's so, so crazy to me. Kind of what I took. From That's that, really interesting. Dude. Yeah. So what I took from that is like, I feel like in our past, we would kind of use psychedelics in a way to, thinking that we were elevating our mind or finding the secrets to the universe. Um, but all that we had to do was sit back and think about our thoughts for 15, 20 minutes a day. And yeah, we, yeah. we didn't actually need any of those drugs or anything. All that we yeah. had to do was just be self-aware. Yeah, dude, 100%. And bro, it's, it's actually not surprising to me at all. Like it's super interesting to me, but now that I think about it more, it actually makes sense how like being in a state of deep prayer or deep meditation would activate those same parts of your brain. Um, and dude, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point of like, you know, how I definitely used to view it that same way in the past. Um, like throughout my active addiction, I definitely used to view like tripping acid or mushrooms as like, you know, and then quote unquote enlightening experience. I was like trying to, you know, open my third eye or whatever. Um, but like, you know, now I kind of look at it totally different um, because I used to, you know, get crazy vivid hallucinations or like be like spiraling in, in my thoughts about some like super like outlandish stuff. And then I'd come out of these trips thinking like, oh, I discovered, you know, the secret key to the universe. Like, oh, I've been enlightened. Um, you know, oh, I saw, dude, I, I thought I saw God once on a DMT trip. I thought mm -hmm. I saw aliens before. You know, I, I like to say like this, like, you know, I thought I saw the creator of the universe on an acid trip. And then I tripped DMT and I saw the creator of the creator of the universe. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. it just kept getting crazier and crazier. And especially near the end of my active, active addiction, I kind of realized that, you know, I kept having to take more tabs of acid or take more mushrooms or combine substances. Like I would be tripping on acid and mushrooms at the same time, like just trying in some attempt to, you know, see more or understand more or be enlightened more. Um, and dude, now I look back on that. You know what I was doing? I was completely obliterating my senses. Mm -hmm. Like when someone is on LSD, like the way that their senses interpret the world is completely absurd. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like all of your senses are immediately times 10,000. Mm -hmm. Like I was super, super high. I was tripping on drugs. I wasn't reaching any sort of, you know, real true enlightenment. Um, but that's how you used to think. Right. And like now I look back on that and I kind of how you said, like, I feel, dude, today I feel so much more of a deeper, more meaningful spiritual connection to myself, to my higher power, to the universe, to others around me. When I just sit by myself and meditate or when I pray, when I pray for long, when I pray for long periods of time, um, dude, I feel so much more like at peace and a sense of understanding, um, and yeah, it's, it's almost like, I don't know, dude, I, I laugh about it sometimes because, you know, I had, a, I had an experience where uh, I was, I was like out in the Poconos tripping off acid and mushrooms. And dude, I, I saw like everything around me, like became super pixelated and it kind of all like melted away into like one, like common thing. And I couldn't tell what I was looking at. I couldn't distinguish between anything. And I thought that it was like, showing me how everything in the universe is made up of the same stuff, you know, like how all the atoms are just, you know, this, the same basic components, just in different forms. Like one atom may have more electrons or one atom may have a bigger neutron. And like, that's what differentiates it. But in reality, it's all the same. And like, 
you know, molecules. And, and I remember just sitting there thinking to myself, like, oh, dude, I've discovered the answer. Like, you know, when in reality, I was just super, super high. And I was like, <laughs> I was just, you know, I was tripping my balls off. Like, you know, I used to think it was like so cool and like, and, you know, almost enlightening to, you know, I would say stuff to people like, oh, you know, you need to, you need to wake yourself up and trip a little acid. Like, mm-hmm. not nah, bro. Like that, that's just simply not it. Um, mm-hmm. And like today I can almost like look back and laugh on those experiences because what I thought was like a true enlightenment was just me completely out of my mind on psychedelic drugs. Like, obviously I'm going to think that way. When in reality, you know, it doesn't take acid or mushrooms to come to the conclusion that everything in the universe is made up of the same building blocks of the atoms, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, like, you know, like no shit. Like, yeah, that's obvious. Like, (laughs) yeah, all that you'd have to do is read a book and exactly sit with your thoughts for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. you don't don't have to permanently damage your brain in order to come to those conclusions. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely agree. So that actually, that makes me think of this quote by um, Alan Watts. Um, so this guy said, you can, make any, you can make any activity into meditation simply by being completely with it and doing it just to do it. Mm. Um, and that immediately made me think of us snowboarding. Um, I yeah, feel like yeah. we've always had these talks anytime we go skiing or snowboarding. And we always say how we feel like, basically as if we're one with the mountain and that's yeah. the only thing on our mind is just getting down the mountain and just going yeah. through some fresh powder and yeah. like that that is where I feel so peaceful and so like in yeah. tune with my body and all of my surroundings hell yeah dude and and I know <laughs> bro I know you already know the exact time that comes to mind dude when we were with Drew and we went under the like mm. closed slope line. Mm. We went under the closed slope line because they had all the snowblowers right on that one slope. So they made huge like mounds of snow, like mm. snow whales. And the lights were off because that slope was closed and it was snowing a lot. And we just shredded down that whole thing. That was awesome. Dude, in, in that moment, like just like you said, bro, I wasn't thinking about anything at all. I wasn't worried about anything at all. I was thinking and focused on like, navigating my way down the slope um and yeah dude I, I like to call that flow state um mm-hmm. I hear it called flow state a lot and um dude it, it happens to me sometimes without me even realizing it and a lot of times I don't realize it until after the fact right so for me it happens when I'm driving like if I have a new album on I was doing it the other day with the new Wiz Khalifa album mm-hmm. you sent me mm-hmm. like you know I just threw that on my in my car and like next thing I know I'm like pulling up to my office and I'm like what the heck? And I look at the time and it's been like 35 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it feels like, you know, five minutes. And I wasn't thinking about anything. And I'm like, I'm almost questioning, like, how did I even get here? But it's because I was just so in the zone, like, so in the moment um, of just like focusing on driving and not thinking about anything else, Mm -hmm. focusing on the music um, and the act of driving. Um, It happens to me in the car a lot. I zone out in the car a lot, just, just listening to music. Um, it happens to me when I read time can go by really quick. Um, and same thing in like conversations, dude, like it's weird, bro. I can be talking to someone for like a whole hour and then, you know, it feels like we've only been talking for like five, 10 minutes. Oh yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. Like I noticed that a lot. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and I definitely agree. I feel like that can totally be meditation, you know, like just working on practicing an act, like thinking on that and, you know, not letting yourself like worry or stress out. And like, if thoughts come in, like, yeah, it's okay for me to think about that, but that's not what I'm focused on right now. So I'm mm-hmm. going to keep doing this. Um, yeah, and it's exactly. hard, man. It's, it takes practice. It definitely takes practice to get to that point. Um, dude, I've, I've been noticing it um, at work uh, a lot of times lately, um, you know, cause I'll get like fed up. I'll catch myself like, you know, on my phone, like scrolling through Instagram or some shit when I'm like, waiting for an email back or like waiting for like confirmation about something I'm supposed to do. And, uh, and I get mad at myself. I'm like, yo, what am I doing? Like, I'm just sitting here wasting time. So I put my phone down and I like, you know, at first it's hard to like focus myself, like, okay, I'm not going to check my phone for like the next hour. Um, and you know, for the first five minutes, I have to make a conscious effort not to check my phone. But then once I get in the flow, 
next thing you know, an hour and a half has gone by and it feels like 15 minutes. And I totally forgot that my phone was even under the desk right next to me. No, out of sight, out of mind, that sort of thing helps me a lot. Um, but yeah, it takes, you know, it all, it always, for me, it always takes a little bit to get into it. Um, especially when I'm trying to, you know, really reach a level of, um, like deep meditation. Um, dude, for me, when I get into deep meditation, I can kind of almost get to a place where I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I can get to a place where if I sit still for long enough, and usually it's like right around the 10 minute mark, I feel like my body is frozen. And like, even if I try to like move my arms and my legs, I can't. And it's like, it's, it's almost like an out of body experience just from sitting still in the exact same position and like meditating and focusing on letting thoughts go like breathing in, breathing out. Um, it's, it's like a really weird experience. And when I, when I get to that point, I know, you know, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Like you've, you've been really meditating. You've been in a place where, you know, you're really focused on just letting these thoughts go, letting the calm and the peace like come over me. Um, yeah. I've definitely noticed that for, for me too. I think when I stop and open up my eyes, it's almost like I'm seeing the world around me just a little bit different or maybe mm -hmm. through a new lens. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it's just being a little bit more calm and a little bit more like in tune with myself. Yeah. Yeah, dude, definitely. Well, yeah. So um, I guess the last thing that I really wanted to talk about was, you know, kind of some, you know, a little bit more. You, you touched on it before um, talking about the headspace stuff. And that's definitely a great app. I've, I've, a great app. I've I've definitely heard a lot of good stuff about that, but maybe just some ways like, you know, tips or advice to like start getting into meditation, like start practicing, like what would you, what would you say like really helped you out? Um, I would say just starting small. Um, when I was first introduced to it, we'd only do it for like two to five minutes every morning. Um, and that yeah. was it. And then we would go on with our day. But if you do that every day for a little bit, just like you were saying, how you kind of worked your way up to 20 minutes. Um, yeah. So I'd say just like anything, it's a lot easier when you break it down and take small steps towards that goal. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and I would also recommend, um, like, if you're first, like, starting out trying to get into it, just try to, uh, you know, try to talk to people who have also meditated um, or like, if you know, anyone that's like big into like meditation and mindfulness, like try and talk to them about it. Cause a lot of people have different, uh, not necessarily opinions on it, but a lot of people have like a different way that they kind of get into that zone, like different little things that help them. Um, you know, I've heard from people like they light a candle and they can, people can almost kind of get into a ritual around it. Um, cause I've heard of stuff like I've heard of uh, one friend of mine, he lights a candle, there's this little app on his phone that like, sounds like a bell dinging. And like, he's done it so many times that like, once he's, you know, done that ritual, like lit the candle, you know, takes a couple deep breaths, does the bell ringing. And then he like turns everything off and he just like blows a candle out too. And like smells the smoke. And then he just meditates. And he says, now it's almost gotten to the, to the point where, you know, once he finishes the ritual, he's almost always deep into his meditation almost mm -hmm. instantly um, and does it for like long periods of time, like 20, 25, 30 minutes. Um, and I just thought that to be really cool. Like, I don't know if that's for me, because that sounds like it could almost be like hypnosis almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I definitely think that's different. But um, but, you know, it's it's cool to it's cool to hear about, you know, different ways to get into it from other people. Um, yeah, dude, I would definitely. I would definitely agree the the best way to go about it is just start off like one or two minutes, work your way up five minutes. Um, I found that um, the ideal time for me, I think, is 20 minutes. Um, but at first, the ideal time for me was definitely like five minutes or less. Um, and I would use um, I would actually go on YouTube and look up like healing frequency music um and a, a good one that always it's like it's almost hard to explain how this works um but it's it's literally just like a frequency that has been known to like bring about calming and help with like anxiety and depression and stuff like that um and a good one that i use is 432 hertz 
Hmm. Um, it's like, I found it to be like the magic one, but it always gets me, you know, like really calm, really relaxed. It helps me to focus on my breathing. Um, and I do that for like the first few minutes. I just play that like quietly in the background. Um, so music like that can help. Um, also guided meditation. It definitely helps. Um, okay. It definitely helps when you're starting. It definitely helped me a lot. Um, when I first started meditating. Yeah. And, uh, going off that, I would say definitely check out, uh, the Netflix specials that are made by on Headspace. They've got 10 or 12 different episodes. Um, and they kind of describe meditation, what it's all about. Um, talk a little bit more about the benefits of it. Um, and at the end of each one, they'll do a little 10 minute guided meditation. Um, so, and I mean, on top of that, you can really just Google search it and you'll get thousands of different, yeah. different people on YouTube and guided meditations yeah. and yeah, all that. So there's, yeah. uh, there's definitely plenty of resources out there for it. Yeah. Dude, one, um, <laughs> bro, that, that just reminded me. So when I first started getting into meditation this time around, um, I went on YouTube and I just Googled guided meditation one night because I didn't want to, you know, find one of the, I wanted to get a new one. Mm -hmm. And uh, bro, one of the first things I saw was uh, like a YouTube video that said, let that shit go. And it was one of the best guided meditations I've ever done. And it was literally just like a random person on YouTube with like, like the sounds of the ocean in the background and like birds chirping. It was like really calming and peaceful and the, the person, the dude, like, doing the guided meditation, he said, all right, y'all, deep breath in, deep breath out. Let that shit go. Just let that shit go. Let it go. Deep breath in. Deep breath in. And it was like, and at, at first I was, like, laughing, but then I, like, really started to do it. And, you know, deep breath in, and I would have those thoughts. I would let all the thoughts come in, and then I would exhale. And every time this fool said, let that shit go, it just helped me to really, really like, let it go. Like, okay, I don't have to let that thought control me in any way, shape and form. And it was like, it was like almost mind blowing to me how much, you know, more in touch with myself and how much more relaxed I felt after doing that. Um, so, you know, it's guided meditations don't always have to be what you think of as the conventional guided meditation. Um, Cause dude, he was literally like, Sometimes he would be like, let that fucking bullshit go. But he was saying it and like, it was so funny. He was saying it in like a calming, like almost ASMR type voice. But he was saying that. And I was like, yo, like this is very unique, very unique guided meditation right here. Um, but yeah, dude. So yeah, man, I, th I think that pretty much, you know, covers everything I wanted to touch on. I think that's a great way to kind of wrap things up, tie it all in together. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's been great being on. Thanks for having me, PK. Hell yeah, man. Just want to say thanks again for coming on, dude. It's been a long time coming. I'm really glad we got to make this happen, bro. Yeah, same. I'm definitely glad it worked out. Hell yeah. Thanks again for everyone who tuned in. I hope everyone has a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.